What's up, guys? Welcome back to That Guy Show. That Guy Show is a podcast for men, by men, with men, as men. I messed it up. My name is William. Matt. Got me like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Way up in the skies, like, whoa. Living my time just trying to get my life right. My God never fails, so I'm ahead no tell. Living for the king of kings, what do you think this is? Got me like, whoa. I can't believe you messed that up. Every time I feel like I mess it up. I used to record. I mean, I not record, but I used to have it like written down, like a record of it. And so of you what were I just, was supposed to say. You just read it. Yeah, but I sold the iPad. I got rid of it. It's gone. But what you gonna do? Well, you know, when you're stuck in your home, you are just quarantining. That's right. Quarant- I know. Quarant- and I'm sitting in a different spot. Like I'm not even sitting at our podcast desk to record because I've kind of. Like we talked about in the last episode, I've kind of taken that over as my office area for now. So, well, um, I have a question for you, William, because we were talking about this before. Yes. Um, for those people that attend church regularly, uh, it's definitely a new phenomenon to uh, go to church online. Uh, I even know some people who didn't really go to church regularly on you know on Sundays. But started to go because everyone was going to church online and like doing these live streams and uh, and whatnot. So I'm curious as to how your experience. I know you know with your wife's uh, illness, she's been going to church uh, online uh, on television for a while. Um, but it is a new phenomenon uh, for us, uh, and I'm I'm often. You know, it's funny people will like post stuff online about like you know their kids and they make them all dress up and like nice like church clothes and and they put pictures on social media which is really funny right uh, actually because that was always my theory about people that like dressing up for church so like it's got nothing to do with god it really has to do with everyone else so like by posting it online it just goes to prove that your only reason you dress up (laughs) is so that other people could see you and your kids and be like oh look how cute they are and their nice little ties and you're like yeah like yeah it wasn't enough well it wasn't enough for god to see you no, I, I I think that's funny as well. I Luckily, I have not been immersing myself within social media during this coronavirus uh, fiasco. So I feel like I've been shielded from a lot of ridiculousness that you see online. Because now everybody has time, right? So they're just vomiting even more stuff online uh, from what it sounds like. I know Elise kind of keeps me up to date with stuff. But you're right. I I saw some cool, um, some like cool things that families did online for Palm Sunday. You know, trying to keep within the, um, you know, the the theme of of Lent and Easter coming up and stuff like that. And not a lot of people had their own palms, but they found branches in their backyard. <laughs> so well, we made we made palms um, out of our hands. We like traced our hands and so my son that was one of his projects one day like cut it out and glued it on a stick yeah. which did become a weapon um which ended of up course, being because boy yeah so we ended up uh doing a little bit of a sparring with the uh with the palms but uh, it also worked as a good deterrent during church because you were able to smack your child uh when they uh are misbehaving it, my wife was joking about it that it's kind of like our kids behave the same in the house during mass on tv as they do in church 
Not like right. they're well behaved either place, but you're like he's just sitting there rolling around on the floor, like you know, just doing all kind of craziness. And we're all gonna be constantly telling him to be quiet and either try to bribe him with cookies or threaten him with something else. It's because they're kids. I mean, what are you gonna do? I don't know. Oh well, I I try to make them nap and just go to church without them, and I don't even feel yeah. bad about it. <laughs> so we we see a lot of stuff on social media about working from home and a lot of jokes and a lot of humor coming from that, um, especially with like how you dress, you know, like are you just in boxers, but you have a nice polo on or, or a button down shirt cause you have a Skype meeting or a zoom meeting. And um, so like, what do you, what do you, what do you wear to TV mass at home? Well, like, do you, it's kind of, you know, we, we talked about other people posting online, but do you guys dress up? It's a, for me, the question well, it was kind of funny because I've always not been a fan of personally dressing up for church. Like I've just not been, and that's just like not my thing. I only dress up for people. It's how I get ahead in the world. It's a secular thing. It's a tool that I use to, you know, get what I want in business and in life. Yeah. And so when I go to church, I almost have an antithesis to do that. Um, unless of course I'm working for the church and in which case I do dress up for it. Uh, but again, it's about people, image. I, mean, I, I call it people manipulation, but it just makes me sound bad. But I'm just being honest. And um, no, but it makes sense to to present yourself in a certain right. way so other people can view you in that way that you want to present yourself. Yeah, it's it's really shallow. Yeah, I get it. But so that's why I do it. I'm just kidding. It works well. I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, there was a. I remember there was a, a thing I, I read. It was about like dress like how you want to get paid. And uh, that's that's really paid off for me. It really has. Like you kind of overdress in certain areas, um, you know, and it and it does. You know, people start to view you in a certain light, and when you're looking for more money, it's worked out for me anyway. But um, but point being yeah. is, so I don't normally would dress up for church. Meaning, like when I say don't dress up, I would dress like I wouldn't want to dress like I wouldn't want to go to church smelly or wear something that's like bright colored or like a, a like phrases on my shirt that would distract someone from church. Like it right. could be like oh, a perfectly innocent, saying. but like I, I don't want to be a distraction to someone. Like you could be in jeans and a hoodie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That would be my go to. Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd I wear flip flops and jeans. You would dress a, casually. Yes. Right. Or authentically is the way I'd look at it. Yeah. But, um, okay. So we get, we get that portion because we've probably seen a lot of people out like no pun intended, but in the masses at mass and how they dress. But how have you and your family been dressing for your stay at home online masses? Yeah. Well, we, we're not doing, we're not doing pretty much anything. In fact, I mean, the only thing that I pretty much do for mass is, well, the first time we were having mass, we went early in the morning and I was trying to find somewhere cool. Like I wanted to like go in Scotland or something. And then I ended up few blocks away um it was just called like you know mary queen of scotland or something and anyway <clears throat> but um but yeah so i was drinking coffee and so i'm like drinking coffee and i'm like you know it's kind of weird drinking coffee during church i mean for some people that's pretty common you get your own starbucks in your church but like it's just weird to be drinking coffee during church so i kind of felt bad about that so then the next week i don't think i did drink coffee but other than that i'm just I'm sitting in my recliner and just going to my happy place for church because yeah, um, I actually never thought about that because I haven't been drinking anything. I mean, unless I have a bottle of water or something, because that's something I would drink at mass if I had it. Um, but I remember chewing gum and 
we needed to start mass, and so we pressed play. And I remember, like, getting rid of my gum. Like, it's almost, like, instinctual that I shouldn't be chewing anything while at mass, you know? That, that That's funny. I never even thought about sitting there drinking coffee at mass. Yeah. It was, uh, I mean, it was nice, but it felt I mean, weird. You, yeah, I, I guess that is kind of weird. Well, I'll tell you this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but... um. Last Sunday, we for we didn't realize it was Sunday. So like we woke up in the morning and went. You know we've been doing this big kitchen renovation. So like I went straight to work. Elise was still sleeping, which is typical for us even on a normal Sunday, um, a normal Sunday at home during the COVID nineteen stuff. But when she would wake up, she would come out and be like, "Hey, you ready to do TV mass?" And I'm like, "Sure, let's go." Well, she woke up and she started doing a project with me, and we just. We got to like seven o'clock at night and she was like, oh, shoot, we have to go to mass. Like we have to do mass. And I was like, wait, is today Sunday? I was <laughs> like, I thought it was Saturday. Like I just forgot the day. Right. So we she was like, well, look at look at your phone. And I was like, oh, yeah, duh. So I look and I'm like, oh, sure enough, it's Sunday. I was like, all right, we'll do it. Let's do it. Like we'll go and eat dinner and then we will do TV, our online mass. Anyway, we go, we eat dinner and we're watching or whatever TV we were watching at the time, and just forgot. So we go to bed, and now it's like, and I don't know what the rules exactly are, but it's like 9.30 at night on a Sunday, you know? And she's like, oh. I think we both at the same time were like, oh, we didn't do mass. But we're like ready for bed. Right. Like we're in bed, and we're like half naked in bed because it's like bedtime. Yeah, I, I don't see why you can't and just pop that on and... So we did. We, we popped. We popped mass on, watching it pretty much naked. Nice, nice. So I don't did know how much awake? more casual you can get. Oh, that I mean, you I got did. me beat. You she she me accused beat. me. Well, she accused me of sleeping, and I swear that I did not sleep at all. But what I have been doing during TV mass, just because there's a lot of distractions, like we have animals and we've got the birds, and then we have a whole wall of windows, and the neighbor might walk outside. I do close my eyes through most of TV mass because our online mass is only 27 minutes that we've been watching. Um, but she she did accuse me of sleeping. Maybe I started snoring, but I swear to her. I'm like, I even got mad at her. I was like, I'm not sleeping. I'm awake. I've been awake the whole time. But um, yeah, my, my wife will so do far, that too. I, I don't I'm think like, I've fallen asleep yet. She'll do that too. She'll be like, she'll like snap at me. And I'm like, are you snapping at me? She's like, yeah, you were falling asleep. I'm like, first of all, I was not falling asleep. I was almost entering into like the throne room of God into like this deep, like intense contemplation of the presence of the Lord. And you just snapped me out Which of it. Sometimes a symptom of that is snoring. It, it, all right? it could be. My bad. It could be. But I'm snoring in tongues. Dang it. <laughs> this is my prayer language. Get off my back. Um, gosh, so where, so where have you been? So where have you been watching mass? Cause I, I do like to try and watch live mass because it is kind of cool to kind of be live, but I've had so many problems with it. Like the first time we watched live mass right about the Eucharistic prayer, it just cut out and stopped working. And then I had to go back yeah. to this other parish who was having mass and they're like, it was just their, their music was terrible and the, like the camera angle and it was all dark. You couldn't hear the priest. Right. It was like. I was well, like, oh, it was, so it we was go to, awful. We go to Mass in Canada every Sunday. And is it on demand, presumably? Um, it on is. On demand. So what, it's not What is live. it, the Catholic Channel, the Catholic TV? No, I mean, it's on YouTube. Oh, it's on the YouTube. So they just they pre-record it. 
You yeah. can't. Can you give and us it's, the it's name? All, since it's all super cut. You know what? I might be able to. I'll have to look it up. All right, maybe let me look it up. We'll keep talking. Maybe you I'll can it put it in the show but, notes though, uh, because some people would like yeah, to have a I, nice. I'm good at remembering that. A nice quick uh, mass, you know, um, without the fluff. It, it's kind of funny because you know a lot of churches they don't know what to do. It's like okay, so like let's do this like mass, but no one's here. But then they're trying to like make it seem like people are there. You know, oh, did you see that priest that like printed off pictures of all his parishioners and like post it and like taped it to the pews. Ooh, that's a bit much. It's a bit much. <laughs> anyway. All right. So the YouTube channel is called a daily TV mass, a daily daily, just daily TV mass TV mass. That's the name of the channel. Daily TV mass. Well, at least you know what that channel anyway, does. It's, it's, it is based out of uh, Toronto and cool. I but like that's what Canada. my wife's been watching for the past year and a half when she can't go to mass. So that's just what we're used to. Um, but it's, it's short. It's quick. I mean, they sing the Psalms and they'll sing the mass parts, uh, but there's no music. There's no like entrance or, you know, uh, communion songs or anything like that. And then, then every now and then, I don't know why they don't do it every time, but every now and then they'll do like the spiritual uh, communion prayer. But sometimes they don't do it, so then we have to go to like EWTN's website to do it or something. I don't, you know, I mean, I don't know. given she's, that, given that it's just that. a devotional prayer. I mean, you could just make up your own like spiritual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Prayer, I mean, it, exactly. I mean, we say the same one every time, uh, but sometimes they'll do. They will say it, you know, during yeah the communion portion of TV mass. But like Palm Sunday, dude, was I am not gonna lie to you. I've only been to a Palm Sunday Mass that I have actually enjoyed and been comfortable and been able to enter in twice. And that was at Our Lady of the Lake Parish in Mandeville um, back when we used to go there. And they would do it outside. And they had like this courtyard with an altar, like a built-in altar. Like it was designed to be an outside worship area for Mass that they would do once or twice a year. And um, that was always really enjoyable you know, it's usually hot, but there's a lot of shades with the trees. You bring your own chairs out there. But it was a really nice, like, community. So it was like the whole event. mass. They, did, they didn't just do the beginning part. They did the whole mass out full there? Full-on mass. No, full-on mass outside. That's and cool. it's typically just for Palm, uh, Palm Sunday that they would do this. Um, but it's, like, really nicely done. And Father John, uh, who used to be there, is, you know, super traditional and stuff like that. So, like, it was still decked out with all kinds of candles and the incense was going. And even though it was outside and the breeze was blowing, like, you could still get the wafts of the incense that's how um kind of enjoyable it was like it just i don't know i can't explain it it was really it was nice anyway but this past sunday my palm sunday because you know palm sunday is the longest mass of the year almost it can be kind of long because of the readings a lot of readings right a lot of readings well my my tv online mass was still 26 and a half minutes long well, they did the short version of the gospel that's and i'm not gonna lie to you it was really enjoyable. <laughs> well, we were also in bed, ready for bed. So I'm not, you maybe know, I, I was feel, half asleep. I, but. I sometimes, you know, you're supposed to like, yeah, do you like? I totally miss going to church, and I like a lot of people at church, but like, I don't miss it as much as some people make it seem like they miss it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just kind of like, I mean, honestly, it's kind of nice, just you know, watching a little mass on TV. You know, if I could do a drive-through communion, that would be the. <laughs> That would be the well, the only thing I miss is is the Eucharist, right? That's the only thing that I, I find myself on a weekly basis kind of being like, what's off with me right now? 
like spiritually and emotionally and mentally and all this stuff. And I think the realization has come in that I have not received Jesus physically into my body for a month now, three weeks. I forget how long I stopped going because my wife is high risk. It's probably the longest I've ever been without receiving the Eucharist, actually. Um, Within the faith, yeah. How have you... um, how have you done? Have you done the confession, the drive-through confessions? No, I don't go to confession. Okay, just kidding. No, no I, that's I, I awkward. Have, what is what is a drive-through confession? So they're all doing drive-through confessions now. So you can drive through, and you can either walk up, like park, and go walk up outside, and there's a screen, and they're you know six feet apart, or you can just drive up and just roll your window down and just go to confession. I mean, how great is that though? That because is you amazing. You can actually go to confession wearing a full mask. And no one would know it was you. Unless they knew your car. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you could walk up from far away. You can park three blocks away. If you if you did the down and dirty sinning, and you're just ashamed, and you don't want to be seen, this is a perfect but, opportunity to go to confession, but that's, guys. But that's all the time. Put on a you mask. can always just go behind the screen, and nobody sees who you are. Yeah, but people from outside, they could, they might be able to hear. Some priests are loud, man. And some confessionals are not airtight. They are not. Just saying. No, but I, so yeah, as far as like, like what you're saying, like missing going to mass, I do not miss the traffic. I do not miss trying to park. I do not miss feeling claustrophobic. I do not miss, we don't really belong to a community any anymore, like a parish. We kind of church hop a little bit. So it, it, we, we haven't had that community in about a year and a half or two years. So like, I'm, I'm not really missing community like, I'm, I'm, we're not missing it. And both Elise and I were talking, and she was like, I kind of feel bad for saying this, but, like, you know, like, do we have to go back to a church for Mass? <laughs> you know, like, it's been, I mean, she's been doing this for long enough, but now that other people are doing it, you know, she's like, I've, I see, kind of like what you're saying, I see more people posting about church now that we're not going to church. Yeah. Like, online. And, uh, I mean, she was being, you know, well, facetious as she was saying it, but the the it kind of drove home a decent point with me of, you know, how many of us when we actually go physically to mass are in the right frame of mind to be at church, to be at mass, you know? Yeah, I think at home we've been able to get in a better frame of mind, you know? Yeah, for some, yeah, for some, for sure. And I mean, you know, it's just, uh, well. It's been interesting, but I definitely, I appreciate the well-done masses, good sound and all that kind of good stuff to, uh, to get me through there. Any, uh, anything interesting you've been watching on TV or, uh, doing to just help send the time by besides good old Sunday church? Um, like for spirituality? I, I was just meaning in general. I was just figuring a nice way to end uh, this would be just no, saying I, I a little kinda... something about, you know... Uh, what you've been doing, if you've been doing anything fun, like what you've been doing to like, pass no, the time. I wake up, I still wake up. Uh, this past week, actually, I have not been good. But typically, I'm up by 4 uh, to get to work at 5 in the morning. Um, but lately, I've been sleeping in until 5 and then just walking to my studio to start work, right? Um, but when I get off of work around 4, I've been working a little bit longer. I'll get off of work and I pretty much go inside. I put on my dirtier clothes and then I start working on the house. So I do have stuff on in the background throughout the day. Um, 
even while working kind of helps pass the time you're used to sounds in the office and now that that's not there like i'll have the tv going on in the background but that has just kind of been criminal minds so yeah i don't know and then once i'm done working on the house we go to bed yeah, well, you have and that work. All you have again. that work project. If anything, this might actually help you finish your your work project. You know, right? Did you have like no. more time? No, you don't have to commute again no. across the causeway. You can spend that time doing the remodel. It, well, I get an extra hour in the afternoons, yeah, because I didn't work in the morning, so I still work at the same time in the morning. But getting off of work when I when I'm done, like if I have to work late, it hasn't been an issue, and it's not like a pain in the butt. So I will work till 4.30 or 5, but then I just walk outside and I can start working on the house, right? So it hasn't allowed me to do more work because before, when I would go to work all day, I'd be gone for 12 hours out of the day. I'd come straight home, change my clothes, and get working on the house. So, I mean, we're, we're doing a full kitchen renovation. I mean, knock down walls, putting up beams. I built all the cabinets myself from scratch. Like, we didn't buy cabinets. We didn't buy anything. Like, we were building everything. The countertops, we're making the countertops ourselves. Um, you know, like, we're doing a lot of this stuff. And we've only we started working on the house the night of the Super Bowl because who cares? Saints weren't in it. So we decided to start knocking down some walls. And we pretty much worked every day since we've taken three total weekends off from the house. And I'm still projected to finish before May. Nice. So I'd say that's not too bad with just it's really been, you know, my wife does a lot of work, but she has had some bad days where she just can't do stuff. Um, so it's kind of been about one in three quarters of, of a person doing all the work. And uh, so, yeah, even while I was working full time, we were still busting butt and keeping the schedule. So if anything, I'm more annoyed that I have to do the project on the house. And I can't just enjoy the time off to where you, you're not allowed to go anywhere. You know, I have friends posting pictures of stuff that they're doing maybe around the house or going on walks or going on bike rides or going on their boats or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. I am refinishing my kitchen still. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. Yeah, we go for a family walk almost every day. Um, I have been going on a bike ride in the morning and I'm like, man, this is so nice outside. You know, maybe we should just keep keep all this up once the quarantine lifts. Well, that's what I'm trying to figure out is like. <laughs> it's like what was preventing think, you from going outside? I don't know. Well, no, I, I mean, I, th I think we've proven like for my office, right, for my line of work. I think we've proven that working remote very quickly, by the way, like it was a decision that was made like pretty much within a week that my office would start sending people remote and then. After that week was done, it was like mandatory that everybody evacuate the office and work from home. So it was pretty quick. And my RIT group was amazing and awesome. They got us all set up. And I was already set up, but they had to get, a, they had to get like 250 other people just from my office set up, ready to go. Anyway, I think we've proven that we can work remote and be productive and provide for our clients and stay within budget. So when this whole thing ends, hopefully we'll be able to go back to work sometime in May. I would like to think that they would be like, hey, if you guys want to work from home and you can stay productive, might as well, right? Do you do you think that they would do that? Because I feel like, this is my theory no. on it, I think it's because 
part of middle management, I don't know what the right word to call it, but the people that are normally like making sure you do what you do in the office, their jobs would actually become less important because you, the workers, are already doing all your job and you're getting your stuff done from home and you don't need as much oversight. Therefore, you need less middle management taking credit for stuff being getting done. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I, I understand that. Like yeah. I almost well, feel problem- like you could find a way to hold people accountable and if people in upper management realize that, then there's a lot less people that you need managing the people doing the actual work, you know, because they're actually yes. being held to accountability standards every day. Um, you know, you can even, I mean, some companies can even monitor the activity of your computer, you know, um, which my company does. Um, so I'll say this, that I don't think that would change because we do have a lot of, um, not a lot, but there's a good amount of entry level people or people that are just below mid level, like within just my specific department. Right. Um, so at the level that I'm at, at least what it says on my resume is, uh, you know, not my resume, but my job description at work is that I'm a senior level person within my little department. Right. Um, of course there's people way above me and stuff like that. But within just my department, I am a senior level person. I don't need to be babysat, right? Like at work, um, nor do I need to be babysat at home. Well, there's, there's a lot of people that are a lot cheaper, you know, billable rate than myself who can do a lot more tasks that they don't want to spend the money on me or somebody else doing. Does that make sense? So for that reason, I think that they wouldn't just get rid of those lower level people because they're an asset to what we do. You know what I mean? But they do need to be managed more. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like I can create my own work at work. Um, I can find stuff to do and I can accomplish that where there's other people that can do the same thing I do, but they need to be told how and what to do. And then they can do it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Cause they just, they they have four tasks. My own work. They got four tasks to do productive. And as soon as they do it, as soon as they're done, it's like they just sit around like, well, I don't know what to do next, you know? Right. And it might not just be sitting around. I mean, they might have to go to someone else, but you kind of have to have someone there to keep them busy. And on my current uh, situation, I've kind of been doing that from home and I'm working with another senior level person, but he's kind of he came on to try and help us out. So he's not familiar with our project. So like some of my hours throughout the week go to just making sure that he has workflow, right? And that's kind of part of that lead role type deal. Um, But that takes away from what I need to do, you know? So I I think you're always going to have that middle management, and I'm not middle management by any means. I'm nowhere near there. But my point being is you always need to have somebody that can still help facilitate work for other people. So I don't think so. I don't think it's going to go away. Yeah. I wish it would, but I would love to stay home because I just want to get a camper and work remote and just go travel the country. Yeah, well, as a person that does work from home, um, and it's like I, I would love to work at an office every now and then, <laughs> see people, but like talk the to other people, have a between... meeting, and like discuss what we're gonna do and decide on strategies together and that kind of stuff. Well, I don't that's a big difference between you and I, though. Yeah, is you are more of a people person. You thrive on being a salesman for your company, and I can't stand people. <laughs> and I like being by myself. And like this quarantine hasn't been bad. I have missed people, 
because I am used to seeing people, but I'm not, I don't miss a daily interaction with people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like friends of ours, the Brunos, they came over to pick up a tool and the whole family came over and we socially distanced ourselves and, you know, they were over for like 30 or 45 minutes while we were talking distance wise. And, uh, I left and I felt so uplifted just seeing somebody else that I know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Well, that's but, part of that. That's actually part of our walks. Cause every time I go for a walk, you know, I run into someone <laughs> that I know, or just start talking to a stranger and we social distance, you know, we're, uh, we're not, we're not sharing air or right. nothing. And that's the difference is that when I see people out, like when I have to go to the grocery store and I see people out, like random people, and that I, I can see this, the side conversation starting, uh, I, I don't, I could care less. And that's just kind of me personally as an introvert is I don't really want to communicate with you. And it's not because I'm a dick or I don't like you. You know, it's just it's part of how I'm wired mentally that I don't thrive on that. And I don't feel... I feel drained from that instead of uplifted. Whereas somebody else like my wife and me, you know, you, yeah, and, me. you know, you feel energized from that small talk. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I were to see you in public, you would energize me because we're friends, you know, we're brothers. So that that's the difference is like when I see people that I have a huge comfort level, that's what makes me feel uplifted. So like even in the office, I've been at this company for seven years and I don't think I have a single like close friend from the office. Like I don't have an office friend. I'm cool with people and I like people and I have like friends at the office, but I don't have a single friend that I'm like, this is my cool office friend and I wouldn't mind hanging out with them on the weekends. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So I, I take that back because if this person listens to the show, they're going to get pissed or whatever. But, um, I do have a good friend that works with me, but we're not friends because of the office that we work in like we're friends outside of the office and we just happen to work together. Um, cool. Anyway. All right, man. I get in trouble. Well, I, uh, I appreciate the conversation, the convo. We should do it again. Let's do it again soon, dude. We can do it again tomorrow. Cause, uh, I can do it every day if you want. You're- I cannot. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> I know you can. Tomorrow I have to work on the house the whole time, but like, let's, let's try and do two. Let's try and do two next week. I'm I'm down, dude. Let's do it. The, these peeps listening aren't going to know that because we're still going to post once a week, but at least me and you will know Hey, it. all I know is that when the NFL draft comes, I know we don't normally talk about sports, but given that there's nothing oh. else going on, we should totally talk about the NFL draft because I feel like those three days, every people who have never watched the draft don't even watch football. They're just going to be watching the draft because there's nothing else to so, watch. So seriously, seriously, let's talk about it. But let's talk about other things besides just the draft when it comes around. Like we need to talk about football in general. Like what's going to happen? Cuz I'm not going to lie to you. I already paid my half for my season tickets for next year. And my next bill comes in May. And I'm like, are we are we doing football? You know, do I get that money back? Oh, no one knows. No one knows. They, no one they would, knows. If they cancel the season or crowds, they would probably postpone that till next year, I guess. I have no idea what they'll yeah. do. It, it's crazy. Well, I, I, saw, I saw this article title from, not from Drew Brees, mm-hmm. but they were quoting Drew Brees basically saying that people really need football right now. Like they need to be able to watch it and, and feel that, you know. And he goes, but it would be really awkward playing in empty stadiums, you know. And I was like, dude, I don't think – I don't think there's going to be football, buddy, because there's like 52 people on each team that are going to be in close contact with one another. <laughs> you 
You know, I yeah, don't think we can do football. They might have to do two hand touch. You know, I don't Keep know. That I, I also going. feel like I also feel like the. I think when I think a few things are going to happen, and we don't need to go into all. But I mean, I do think that when everyone puts their creative energies together, we come up with cures. Like you know, normally everybody in the medical community is like hiding their research from each other because everybody wants to come up with the cure so they can patent the medicines, so they can make money for their corporation. So I think when you when you put all these masterminds together, I mean, like they did this with cancer. I think cancer would be gone in like a year, or at least a lot of the the major problems with cancer could be could be solved. But people are doing their own research and they're not sharing as much. So I feel like, dude, they're gonna figure this thing out. As well as it seems to me that just as the days go by, all the all the casualty numbers are coming down, and I just think that I think all the social distancing is going to change the way we get sick in general. I feel like we're going to have like the healthiest next like thirty to sixty days that we've ever had as a country. Like crime Hopefully. rates have already like plummeted. Um, actually, ironically enough, there's some death rates that are going down. Uh, or like, like uh, what was it? Illnesses to death rates because I mean this this is completely pointless. But anyway, but like for example, like there's like no one dying of heart disease right now. Like the heart disease deaths have like cut like in, like more than in half. And so is it the doctor's fault? No, it's because they just everyone is just getting classified as COVID nineteen deaths and like people who people who normally have like um, heart disease, a lot of them are getting COVID nineteen. And then they're dying and they're just chalking up to COVID-19 when in reality they died from heart failure. Probably one contributing factor was the COVID-19, but now everything just gets classified. Uh, actually, she said it from the White House, the, uh, the one of the ladies in charge of the – she said anyone with the virus um, gets designated as a COVID-19 death, even if it had seemingly nothing related to the death. Right. So anyway, I, I'm just saying all of that to say, I think that when the smoke clears and we're out of the emergency phase and we start going back to work and everyone's social distancing, I feel like when it doesn't start to surge back, I think there's going to be a loosening in August, September. But I mean, a football stadium, that's a whole nother level than just playing the game. I think they'll let them play the game. Um, I mean, honestly, I don't see how you could really prevent them from playing the game. Uh, if they wanted to work and the NFL wanted to work, like this idea that the government has the ability to shut down private business, I know there's a, such a thing as a common good, but I don't think you have the you don't have absolute power like that. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be more. We're gonna get into some of those issues as we move forward because there's nothing government loves more than controlling people. So to some people, this is like, uh, per, hey, oh, last thing I want to say, I'll say one political thing. Do you find it amazing how many businesses are essential and not essential businesses right now? Because like you can go to restaurants, you can go get your car fixed, like the grocery stores open, but but there isn't a single senator or representative working right now. <laughs> like everyone's okay. trying to get money and everyone's trying to all this stuff is falling apart and they are literally not working right now. They're all, all right. home. This is I think this is what you're saying right now is foreshadowing to what we're going to talk about next week then. Okay. <laughs> because I, I think you're right. You bring up an excellent point, and I've been thinking the same thing. So I'll say this. I went to Academy to go buy a hammock. I don't know how that's essential, but I was able to go there and buy a hammock. So I, let's talk about this next week because right. I agree with you. There's a lot of funny 
little tidbits out there of what's essential and not essential. So um, anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. Really appreciate all the support. Sorry we've been gone for so long, but we is back and we is healthy and we praying for you guys to stay healthy as well. Stay inside, stay alive. Peace. Stay the home.